To express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. We are volcanoes. When we women offer our experience as truth, as human truth, all the maps change. There are new mountains. Ursula Le Guin. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be the Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported Be the Star You Are over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com. That's www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Hello, I'm Hannah, hosting the show today. And I'm Kyofi. Before we start the program, we want to announce that Be The Star You Are charity is entering the metaverse. By purchasing an NFT from www.starstylecommunity.com, you will be donating to Be The Star You Are. Each NFT is based on a character from Cynthia Bryan's new children's book, No Barnyard Bullies, illustrated by Jensen Russell. These NFTs are like baseball trading cards of yours. Check out the roadmap for upcoming events just for Star Style community members, where exclusive experiences are part of the package. It's going to be super fun. Jump into the metaverse and buy our NFTs at www.starstylecommunity.com. Today's show is all about misogyny and how it exists and presents itself online. In the first few segments, I will be talking about the link between incel groups and real-life violence, in addition to the social effects it has on women in our society. Hello, everyone. Again, my name is Hannah Sahoda, and I'm the host for the Express Yourself radio show with my segment, Empowerment and Equality. We live in a modern society where technology is at the forefront of daily life, with usage such as calling, texting, posting on applications and forums, the web, and more. However, with this increase in technology and social media has led to the rise of misogyny online, 
a dangerous, vile problem that has infiltrated almost every corner of the internet. Today, I will be discussing the link between discrimination, violent extremism, and social inequity that arises as a result of misogyny, threats, and targeted violence online towards women from men, which, unfortunately, has become extremely common online. Men, who are often the perpetrators of this trolling and violence, often refers to themselves as, quote-unquote, incels. Defined as a member of a group of people on the internet who are unable to find sexual partners despite wanting them, and who express hate towards people whom they blame for this. Incel is short for involuntarily celibate, meaning that and repressed hatred towards women from simply being rejected or told no because they believe that they deserve to have sex or obtain a date. This group of people, naming themselves incels, has single-handedly become one of the most dangerous groups on the internet, leading to acts of real-life violent extremism, femicides, and discrimination towards women outside the web. These men are grouped into a few subsections that every woman in the audience should be cautious of online. First, as I stated, we're incels. Second, they're known as men going their own way, MGTOW, a male separatist movement predominantly in, the North, in North America. Next, men's right activists, an anti-feminist movement that believes male privilege is a myth and, to the contrary, that societal and political structures actually privilege women instead of oppressing them. And the last one, seemingly the most predominant online in relation to incels, are known as pickup artists. Pickup artists, otherwise known as PUA, uh, is a movement that dehumanizes women as sexual objects and that claims women need to be sexual, sexually available for men at all times. Some affiliates advocate for the legalization of rape. Each of these disgusting groups preys on mainly young or impressionable men in order to brainwash them into believing that the mistreatment and violence perpetuated against women can be justified on terms of their quote-unquote masculinity or role in life, when in actuality none of these groups truly care about men's mental health or well-being only using that argument to weaponize and demonize feminism and women's right activists in order to label it as unnecessary. A study conducted by the University of Maryland displays how disproportionate harassment and misogyny is online, finding that, unquote, those who posted online with female usernames received 25 times as many malicious messages as those whose designations were masculine or ambiguous, end quote. And that sites such as Reddit and Slashdot, known to actively promote rape, sexual assault, white supremacy, and incel pages on forums, is overwhelmingly popular with an 87% male population, mainly consisting of young, wealthy, and white users on these collaborating filtering sites. According to the McCain Institute, the quote-unquote manosphere or quote-unquote incels, are extremely dangerous because of their significant overlap between narratives of incels and white supremacy groups, 
frequent association with mass violence and terrorism, and the specific laws geared towards incels, which display how prevalent they are in our society. In the U.S., the National Strategy for Countering Domestic Terrorism recognizes incel violent extremism as their own category, as well as the U.K. and many other countries, which truly shows the extent of this bigotry. As I stated before in our Women's Right podcast, I will not be listing the names of prolific incels or leaders of these groups that have not been banned out of a sense of responsibility, because these vile, misogynistic, dangerous individuals do not deserve to have their name even spread on a platform. Because in most cases, that is exactly what these individuals want. Attention and entitlement to satiate their misogyny and narcissism. Thus, I will provide examples like Andrew Tate, who is currently banned from all platforms except for Fox, Fox News, who is a known human trafficker who intentionally targets 18-year-old teenagers and lower despite being 35 years old. He recently spreaded misogynistic hate, encouraging physical and mental harm towards women, preaching about quote-unquote real masculinity, and overall being an anti-intellectual bigot online. Andrew Tate himself as a person doesn't matter, but his persona and his effects online absolutely do. Hundreds of thousands of young boys were indoctrinated into this incel culture, which translated into significantly more harassment online and real-life violence. An example is, as I previously mentioned, when a 13-year-old boy mercilessly killed an innocent 12-year-old girl simply for being rejected last year, carving karma into her skin. Any girl on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter has most definitely seen examples of this misogyny and outright hatred towards women as a result of these disgusting incel online figures who prey on insecure and impressionable individuals to perpetuate their violence and mistreatment of women, further strengthening the patriarchy they so desire in order to stay in power through the continuous oppression of women. By these men's mentalities, they aim to keep women down in order to ensure that they can have more social privileges in society as a result of the patriarchy and systematic sexism and discrimination aimed towards women today. They do this by any means, online and in person, often resorting to violence. Some recent examples of this are in 2020, in Glendale, Arizona, a man who identified as an incel online attacked a mall, injuring three women. In Isla Vista, California, a man named Elliot Roger killed seven, including himself, and injured an additional seven in an attack on women and couples. He is still revered in many incel forums. And recently, in 2022, in August, Texas, only last month, an incel planned a mass attack at Tampa political, a Tampa political event in order to spread enthusiasm towards violence. He is also a white nationalist. And the list of these related crimes goes on and on. Almost 1,000 references to misogyny and violent action are recorded each day on dedicated incel forums, with thousands more being unaccounted for. 
This incel and pro-misogyny culture is extremely concerning and should by no means be tolerated in any form. These cult-like groups exist solely for the violence and oppression towards women, while hiding under a flimsy cover of victim-blaming and blaming women for these men's own behaviors and issues. Something needs to be done immediately. Women or whoever's listening, I implore you to stay safe online, but please speak up and raise awareness about women's rights and educate as many people as possible about these online presences because it is becoming scarily commonplace. This morning even, I saw an incel-related tweet talking about traditional gender roles and advocating for abuse against women. And we, as a whole, need to ensure that more young girls do not have to endure the same misogyny or content when they use the internet. Women and girls deserve to be able to go outside and on the internet in peace, without fear of being targeted with harassment and violence. And together we can make an impact. These men's entitlement and gross delusions will not define how we speak, where we go, or what we do. We are strong and even stronger together. According to the Fordham University Center for Ethics Education, well, the rise of digital feminism and sex positivity enrages incel and other misogynistic communities. What ultimately pushes them to violence is entitlement. While incel communities consider their unattractiveness to be personal failures, they strongly believe that they are owed sex and that, quote unquote, there is something wrong with a society in which women don't give their bodies to them. More policies and fail-safes should be installed in these forums with proper moderators and restrictions on hate speech, such as content pushed out by these extremist groups in order to reduce the chance of white supremacy, mass shooting, mass violence, domestic and international terrorism abuse and violence and discrimination and misogyny from spreading to impressionable and insecure adolescents and individuals. Now that you know what the culture is online towards feminism from this angle, let's see where this extremist sense of entitlement stems from. The patriarchy. The patriarchy and misogyny go hand in hand. Tools throughout history that have been used to oppress and silence women through social power and an intentional withholding from resources necessary to succeed. In short, the concept of patriarchy exists solely to keep women down in order to allow men to be big in society. Patriarchy, for any of the listeners who are not familiar with this term, is defined as, and I quote, a system or society or gov government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it, end quote. Patriarchal violence is one of the biggest oppressors of women's rights, taking away opportunities like education and free will in order to further benefit male privilege while simultaneously damaging women. Interestingly enough, the concept of patriarchy was actually not even fathomed as a real philosophical or systematic concept until it was spread by feminists, the first being Virgi Virginia Woolf, a prolific feminist in the 80s, 
much to the chagrin of men whose behaviors towards women had been treated as normal until then. The constant degradation, abuse, and lack of power in education placed on women was was considered to be commonplace until the concept of systematic sexism and oppression was brought to light. Now, these men couldn't get away with many of the horrible actions that they had pushed towards women before. And next, I will talk about the controversy with a controversy regarding the patriarchy and how it affects women in real life situations. But before we do that, here's Kirthi with her segment. Salutations, people, and welcome to Express Yourself's fiction writing and debate segment. Note extraordinaire. For Halloween, I dressed up as Harry Potter for the 750th time. It's just the same Gryffindor robe, even though I'm a Ravenclaw, over and over again, with the same white button-up and the same gold and red dye that somehow is still too long for me, and the same lensless glasses. Sigh. British Kirthy will be having her cameo in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Wolf Them, The Secrets of Owl Pups Are Dumbledoreable. It features a lizard named Newt Salamander who travels the world of magical dogs. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Hmm? There are people like British Kirthy. If it was British Kirthy's birthday, she would be yammering about it for a whole month. There are people like British Kirthy and the people who are exactly up. Exactly the opposite. And they're just as annoying. If it was this person's birthday, they wouldn't even tell anyone. And they would let us all treat them like some non-birthday peasant. I mean, dude, on this date, after months and months of cell replication and mitosis and zygote development and gamete formation and whatnot, you were born looking like a little featherless chicken. At least have a cupcake about it. So today's show is about misogyny massage it's like massage misogyny we're gonna talk about being a female debater and how sometimes even if it's very subtle female debaters are judged because of their gender debate and speech in general is pretty male dominated that also contributed to male domination in politics actually it's sort of the reverse politics obviously requires a whole lot of speaking and a whole lot of debating so politics probably began as a male-dominated practice for eminent reasons you know because the whole concept of government in the u.s was formed very 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 long time ago dinosaur age okay well maybe not dinosaur age. After all, humans did appear approximately 63 million years after dinosaurs went extinct. So that would be scientifically impossible. Okay, we're getting a little bit off track here. Politics requires a whole lot of debating. So because politics started off as male-dominated, independent speech and debate being taught to students also became male-dominated. In general, males would be more encouraged to debate than females. Because judges are mostly used to seeing dudes debating, us gals get a little bit judged for being a gal. Blah. Now, all this isn't super bad because we've got women in the political spotlight for years. Go Kamala Harris. And these discriminations are very subtle. Here are some ways gals can be judged in debate. Now, the first way is they can be judged because of the voice. Most females have inherently higher voices than males. And sometimes these higher pitches can be identified as annoying or whiny or screechy. Especially females with higher voices, they aren't really taken seriously sometimes. Ahem. 
I wholly believe that the world rule is out to get me. Whenever I say it in a debate, no one understands me. So I may be an example of this. So the next next thing that gals could be judged about in debate is that they have to be more talkative and aggressive to actually have their abilities recognized. Say for female brought up a really good point. In order for that point to actually be recognized as a good point, she has to shove it down her opponent's throat. And, you know, maybe some people don't debate effectively or being aggressive. You know, they might be too aggressive or they might not be too aggressive enough. And and it, it's not going to make them look good. They're, they won't be performing at their best ability if they don't debate in the way that they are comfortable in. So the third third reason why why some people judge um, girls just because they debate is just because they exist, really. Just the fact that you're a girl can make a judge discriminate or, dare I say, judge you. Some judges may believe that males are better at debating than females, which is a little bit mean, don't you think? Problems. Now, we really want to help help diminish this kind of thinking that, hey, girls aren't as good at this thing as boys just because they're girls. Like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't encourage that kind of thinking because in the end, we're all human beings. It's not like half of us are gorillas. We're all human beings. So we should be treated equally because we both have equal abilities. We both started off as a hairless chicken. So sometimes females can have an advantage, but it's not for a very good reason. If a male opponent is being aggressive towards the female opponent, the judge is probably going to feel bad or sympathetic towards the female, but it's for an icky reason. It's because females are seen as weaker, so the judge wouldn't feel as sympathetic for the male if a female was mercilessly beating her male opponent. Now, I'm not saying all judges are like this. I'm just saying that some of these systemic discriminations can affect females in debate and these problems need to be fixed because gals have the same capabilities as dudes if any debate judges are listening don't discriminate and even you can contribute to this by promoting gender equality and you can even become a debate judge if you're an adult you probably qualify to be something called a lay judge and the best part is you don't need any fancy knowledge about cryptocurrency or, or politics. No, you don't need any of that. You don't even need to know like the basics of any style of debate. You, a layman judge is basically someone who's expected to have very basic knowledge. You know, like they have to be able to read, write, speak English, you know, just the normal stuff. So most of you guys could probably qualify for that. So no prior knowledge of debate is required for this, so you can definitely become one, whether you're a rocket scientist or a cashier. Anyway, we're not going to listen to the meanies. As voiced by our queen, Miranda Sings, haters back off. Whatever gender you are, you can soar through the debate world. Thank you, Mike Flop. Wow, that was such a great segment. Very um, short. It was very go short. Go ahead. It was incredibly short. I'm very sorry for that. But I feel like I made my point about misogyny in debate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. And I feel like debate is prominently male-dominated, but there are a lot more women that are getting involved because of the encouragement from schools and clubs, which I think personally 
is a great thing. Yeah, that definitely is a great thing that, like, like in practices that are male-dominated, um, females are encouraged to enter these practices, like, also, like, chess. Like, chess is very male-dominated. Females, like, through school clubs, through classes, stuff like that, through, like, organizations even, like, they encourage this kind of stuff, and I think that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you have any specific organizations you'd like to list that specifically encourage women's education regarding debate? I mean, I haven't really seen a whole lot of encouragement for debate, which is why I I brought this up in my segment, because I don't think it's really, really, like, um, recognized by society, the the kind of discrimination that's that's between females and males in debate, I haven't really seen it, seen that issue be addressed very much. But, you know, you would walk into, like, a speaking debate tournament, and, you know, you'd see mostly guys. You wouldn't see many females in there. So I feel like that is kind of an issue that's not really addressed as it should be, which is why, which is why I'm talking about it, which is why I just spent a few minutes talking all about it, so... I know that's that's a great point, and it relates to my um, our previous discussion about patriarchy, and yeah. how it relates to withholding educational opportunities for women. Uh, oh, and we can talk more. I'll talk more about that right now. Um, so, in the 1980s, as I previously discussed, much to the disgust of men, uh, the concept the. F- uh, the concept of patriarchy was becoming extremely prevalent in the 1980s with feminism. And now these men couldn't get away with the previous treatment of women, so there was a large controversy. And in fact, these arguments regarding women's basic human rights went on for years before any real progress was made. Uh, According to The Guardian, the feminist Rosalind Coward author of Patricial Presidents, Sexuality and Social Relations, published in 1983, one of the weightier academic tomes on the subject recalls going to endless conferences and meetings in the 1970s and 80s where the idea of the patriarchy was discussed, analyzed, and thoroughly broken down. And patriarchy was initially regarded as, quote-unquote, uncouth and unfashionable for a woman to discuss. But it became one of the most prevalent terms used by both, most, both incels and feminists in their struggle for the advancements of human rights. What many do not consider, however, is how intricate and multi-layered patriarchy and sexism really is. Not only does it operate through inequalities at the level of law and state, but also through the home and workplace, with a variety of different factors such as tradition, culture, and religion that still preach the archaic and outdated view that women are subservient to men. This ideology I just stated is the exact same of that of incels, who are so entitled that they believe women are nothing more than sexual objects for their amusement. This notion has existed in society for years, but now that feminists and women are properly fighting for equality and respect, 
Now come in the violent outbursts from these vile, right-leaning, and often conservative, extremist groups like the one I had previously mentioned. This harmful mentality in particular is especially damaging to POC women and those in the LGBTQIA community, as many insults are associated with white supremacy groups, and POC women and LGBTQ goes against essentially all of their beliefs. What is so fascinating about incels is that they truly believe their delusion that men are biologically superior to women, better suited to positions of power, like business, politics, and academia, while deferring women to simple caregiving roles. This is what makes them so dangerous and damaging. Extremist groups, including terrorists, lure individuals in this way, promising a society with different women and powerful men. Similar in history to the relationship between poor whites and slave owners. Poor whites wanting to own the most people in order to gain a higher status, despite not being able to under any circumstances. Now that I've established how the patriarchy punishes and polices girls and women, functioning to uphold sexist norms and expectations pushed onto them, I'll now discuss the effects of this systematic ideology that has permeated almost every corner of our society, although to different degrees. Specifically with sexual violence, harassments, and standards. Misogyny, especially online, has manifested itself into double standards and rape culture that could be seen in the recent hashtag MeToo movement, along with virtually every piece of media and literature that exists, affected by the male gaze. The male gaze is the perspective a notionally typical heterosexual man, considered as embodied in the audience or intended audience for films and other visual media, characterized by a tendency to objectify or sexualize women. These media constantly sexualize women and use them for their bodies, which perpetuates a standard of women being only sexual objects. Rape culture, however, is different. For those who don't know, it is defined as a society or environment whose prevailing social attitude have the effect of normalizing or trivializing sexual assaults and abuse. This stigma, unfortunately, applies to both men and women in terms of victim blaming. However, the issue of rape culture is significantly more frequent and more dangerous towards women. Misogynist individuals choosing to discredit their trauma through blame over a way a woman dresses, talks, acts, and lives in her daily life. As if that justifies anything. Only helping excuse the rapist's actions and in court help them get lighter charges. Sexual harassment towards women is extremely widespread and incredibly normalized. Websites such as Reddit, along with pornographic content, have reduced women to mere sexual objects rather than actual people. 
promoting rape as something to be accepted rather than an action to hold the attackers accountable for. This content is extremely dangerous as it promotes real-life sexual crimes that often get brushed off as it is so normalized and widespread. With many adolescents, especially young boys, growing an addiction similar to that of cocaine, dopamine flowing through their brains, through porn. According to the UN Women, a study concluded that 97% of women aged 18 to 24 have experienced sexual harassment in public places, and more than 70% of women of all ages have endured such behavior. Claire Bennett, executive director of UN Women UK, says this is a human rights crisis. It's just not enough to keep saying, quote, this is too difficult a problem for us to solve. It needs addressing now. We are looking at a situation where younger women are constantly modifying their behavior in an attempt to avoid being objectified or attacked. And older women are reporting serious concerns about personal safety if they ever leave the house in the dark even during the daytime in winter. Many of these manosphere individuals or sexists claim that these concerns of women may be unfounded, having little to no evidence, but this is absolutely not true. This is a humanitarian crisis spreading around the globe to different extremist organizations who utilize individuals online. As I speak, there is a crisis in Iran where women are being skinned, beheaded, raped, forcibly married, and murdered for refusing to wear the hijab and desiring to do activities deemed man-only. Terrorists and men have formed unofficial, quote, hijabi police, terrorizing and hurting women if they stray from any of the oppressive restrictions and rules placed on them. A 17-year-old girl was recently beheaded in public for showing a few locks of hair. She had a three-year-old child. These men do not care about the hijabi. They perpetuate this violence in order to assure that women remain oppressed and subservient in their society even resorting to senseless torture. Proud of their cruelty and inhumane treatment of these innocent people, treating them as animals rather than human beings. And this situation does not only apply to Iran in the Middle East, but for women across the rest of the globe as well. One group of women in distress means all women are in distress. All rights are in jeopardy if we let this slide. Time and time again, violence has been used to forcibly oppress women, and we need to enact change, real change, with more policies aimed towards reducing harassment and holding attackers accountable for their actions. In addition to reform on the legal and governmental level, which will be a strenuous process, as politics are male-dominated, and many detest the idea of having women in power.
illustrated as an example by recent Republican political figures, such as Donald Trump, who openly stated that he assaulted women and wasn't held accountable in court because of his wealth and power. Our society needs to remove their preconceived stigmas and hatred towards women. If we actively promote education and empowerment while fighting groups such as the incels and manosphere, the social narrative of violence of, against women could drastically shift. If sexists and attackers are punished fairly and harshly for their actions, we need to make an example. Most importantly, us teens, as well as adults, should actively participate in voting and politics to avoid more oppressive laws and policies being passed, such as the recent overturning of Roe v. Wade, leading to the further oppression of poor individuals and women, women already having killed, crippled, and disabled thousands of women. Political figures decide our policies and our future. And it's our responsibility to take a role in voting. On a more positive note, social media, although used to perpetuate misogyny, as I previously discussed, is also being used to combat sexism through female content creators and positive messaging. Material in music, YouTube, and movies illustrate women and their creativity. Female singers and rappers like Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce, and Rihanna are contributing to a, the term is, hot girl era for all women. This quote-unquote hot girl era encourages women to be bold and pursue whatever they desire, unafraid of expressing themselves the way they want without considering the viewpoint or judgment of men. Revolving around self-love and self-betterment, a message truly beneficial to young, impressionable teen girls and all women alike. Women supporting women is one of the best strategies to combat social rebuke, allowing for a social support system to form for individuals who may be entering a male-dominated space to pursue their passions and dreams. Women are going into every field more so than ever. Music producers, filmmakers, directors, lawyers, doctors, they now are having the accessibility to pursue a higher education and even the score. Some ways of supporting women include volunteering, educating, and donating to women's rights organizations, such as the National Organization for Women, Planned Parenthood, Center for Reproductive Rights, UN Women, Global Fund for Women, Human Rights Watch, International Alliance for Women, and many more to promote fighting against the patriarchy. Remember, we have to stick together in order to achieve our goals of equality and peace, despite the many recent extremist groups, bigots, sexists, and right-wingers who will do virtually anything to continue perpetuating oppression against women. We are strong, and our voices together can have a greater impact than you can imagine.
in Congress, in voting, and in our daily lives. Remember, standing up for yourself means that you are even unconsciously standing up for women everywhere, no matter where they are, North America, Asia, South America, we all are together. And remember guys, stay educated and stay empowered. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this segment. I hope you enjoyed our show today. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our audio engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. Support women and women's rights and continue the fight against misogyny. We are all human beings and deserve to be treated equally and fairly. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are Light up the flame that burns Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are dot org. Be the lucky star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you
Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself.